1: Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com
0: slash card. Welcome to The Early Edge. I am the counselor, the coach, of course, on assignment at the AT&T Byron Nelson. You'll see him very soon, early in the week. But I just wanted to say, happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. I'm sure a couple of you. Did a couple of you forget? If you forgot, go out, say hi to your mom, give her a text. Of course, send her some flowers, a phone call maybe, but don't do it until after this show because we have a packed show here on Mother's Day and I want to get right to it. But before we do that, let's get to the recap screen real quick. A pretty good day from Danny Brasco. A mags, very good day here. Prop stars hits his prop with Zach Allen to record a win A cheat code bet there. I absolutely love that one. Uh, Good day overall, you know, six and five, what we call a middling day. But we are here on Mother's Day to have a great day in more ways than one. So let's go ahead and bring in the stars of the show. We've got a packed house. If you thought we were taking a day off in any way because it's a holiday, a big holiday in Mother's Day, you were mistaken. i Gentlemen, I want to get right to, it. we got Mike, we got Proppy, we got the sniper. I want to get right to the marquee matchups, if that's okay with you. Let's start with what everybody, this is top of mind, right? The 76ers, they had a chance to close this series out, and it looked like they were going to close the series out in game six. They are at now the Boston Celtics. It's a six and a half point spread, a 201 total. It looks like the Sixers kind of lost their opportunity to maybe get to, not just the conference finals, but the finals Mikey, I'm going to start with you here. The Celtics minus six and a half fade or follow.
2: Yeah, this one's tough. I'm going to fade it just slightly. I think they win the game. Uh, I think they may not cover here. I like the Sixers to give the best effort that they possibly can here. Uh, They've been close in a lot of these games. They've held Jason Tatum down for most of the game a lot of the time. Uh, the lineup change with Robert Williams on the other side certainly helped Boston in a few ways. Uh, but it all comes down to the three-point shooting. Can P.J. Tucker hit the corner threes? What do you get from James Harden and Tyrese Maxey? I think the game's competitive. Also, leaning over on this total of 201, uh, I typically end up with a ton of edges on unders. This total is adjusted 12.5 points uh, in this from last game, even uh, I, I think it's incredible here. I think it's a little too far. I make the number two hundred three. Uh, so we had heavy, heavy underleans before, but I actually have a slight overlean in this game now.
0: All right, yeah, two hundred one definitely seems short. Proppy, I'm going to go to you. These are your 76ers. I'm sure you were pretty psyched once it was maybe late third quarter, early fourth quarter of game six. It looked like the Sixers were the better team, if I'm being honest. But now they have to go to Boston. They're six and a half point dogs. Where are you leaning on this one, fading or following the favorite Boston Celtics?
3: Yeah, unfortunately, I slight lean to fading uh, the, the Boston Celtics here. I think six and a half points is a lot when you consider that the total is only 201 points. You can make a compelling case for both sides. The 76ers have already won two games in Boston in this series. So something they're definitely comfortable uh, playing on the road in a hostile environment. Uh, but then we know Doc Rivers' track record when it comes to these elimination games has not been good throughout the course of his career. Also, I was not encouraged by that finish in game six where the Sixers completely cratered, imploded, just didn't seem to even be giving much effort uh, in the final minute or two left in the game. Just no real sense of urgency. I I kind of question what this offense is going to look like in crunch time when the game is paced down. There's all half-court sets, and we're just watching sort of a two-man game with Harden and Embiid. Harden just looks afraid to attack the rim, frankly, and the stats certainly back that up as well. Uh, but I do think the Sixers can potentially keep it close if they really go to Embiid early and often in this game, potentially get a lead going into the fourth quarter. But yeah, six and a half does feel like a little too much, me.
0: Yeah, I'm go- you know, this is a sort of a low confidence play for me, which is why it's not a pick for me. But if I had to pick here, I'm actually going to go with the Celtics. And, and I see the 76ers being competitive, but we've seen them wilt in the fourth quarter. Alex, you brought up James Harden you know I could see a a scenario where they're competitive for two or three quarters and then it just gets away from them at the end of the game Boston at home if they really turn it on I think they can potentially run away with this one clear it by eight or nine points so that's the direction I'm going here by the way Right. Happy Mother's Day in the chat. This this show is frequented not just by men but women, too. I want to make sure that everybody uh, feels very loved on Father's Day, on Mother's Day, on every day. So happy Mother's Day in the chat if you can. And oh, by the way, hit the like button if you can. Let's get to our next marquee matchup, NHL style. This is an interesting game. The Vegas Knights up three games to two. We have the Oilers as a minus 190 favorite. And Mike, I'm just going to go to you, you on this one. Who you like in this game? Is it the Oilers down two games to three at minus one ninety, or you're going with the underdog here?
2: Uh, I like the Oilers side. You're definitely paying a premium at this point. Uh, this this line's certainly inflated, um, considering where they're at in the series. I make it closer to minus one seventy. If I were going to play it, I would still all opt for the uh, in regulation line, bring that number down quite a bit here. I uh, also look at some player props with Leon The uh, Guy's been an absolute machine. I think he's going to continue his scoring in this one uh the big news there was the fight in this series you've got guys suspended darnell nurse coming back is going to be a big deal uh for edmonton here i think that this is going to be a spot where they at least extend the series uh i certainly make them the better team
0: ladies and gentlemen if you're worried that you haven't heard from the sniper yet well guess what you're going to hear from him in a second but first a word from our sponsors
1: Get iXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com audio. Visit iXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: We are back on the early edge. And Sniper, I've kept you quiet for so long. We are going to go to a very popular segment on this show. And one that we hit quite a bit, no pun intended. It's Pick the Prop. Home run prop edition. Sniper, I'm going to start with you. We got Pete Alonzo at plus 200. We got Mike Trout at plus 250 and Jordan Alvarez at plus 300. Where are you willing to put your cash on this pick the prop home run prop
4: okay first off the angels lineup just came out right about the time that we started the show and mike trout is not in it so let's not do that uh you know he might pinch hit later in the game but so that's that would be awfully tough to hit it on a, a, a pinch hit i'm gonna go Jordan alvarez he has home runs in two of his last three games sitting in uh, chicago's guaranteed rate field kind of a good home run park lucas giolito white Sox pitchers allowed six home runs so far and kind of a small sample so uh, mostly i have a gut feeling i just feel like Jordan's gonna hit one today i'm going Jordan alvarez
0: all right property we're gonna go to you next obviously mike trout not in the running out of the lineup got hit by a pitch yesterday hopefully he's okay uh, it's between Jordan alvarez at plus 300 and pete alonzo at plus 200 where are you headed I'm pretty sure
3: Mike Trout just wanted to sit out and make sure he can watch our 76ers hopefully take care <laughs> of business in Boston. But I'm with Sniper here. I'm taking Jordan Alvarez. I like the matchup against
0: Giolito. I also like the price here at plus 300. All right. Yeah, I'm interested to see what Giolito brings to the table because he has been a little bit better. Mike McClure, we got Pete Alonzo with a short number at plus 200, a slightly more appetizing number at plus 300 with Jordan Alvarez. Where are you headed?
2: Yeah, it's, this one is so tough. I'm going to take Pete Alonzo. Uh, don't love the price point. Not something I'd actually play, honestly, at this point, at this price. Uh, the important note here, like Sniper said, do not play Mike Trout. Um, it, nothing good can come from that, even though if you think a ticket can be voided, do not ever do it. Um, so as far as this, though, he's... Pete Alonzo, decent hitting environment, guaranteed ninth inning team at bat, facing Trevor Williams here. Williams has been decent so far with his fastball. 284 weighted on base average is the actual number while giving up three home runs. But when you look at the expected number, that thing balloons all the way to 340, putting him below Major League Baseball average. The pitch velocity here is just 90 miles per hour. Uh, I, I think that it's one that Alonzo shouldn't have any trouble with. The issue is, does he get something to hit in this game? Um I think he does. So I'll take Alonso.
0: Yeah. See, here's the thing. E- even if you didn't want to take Pete Alonso at plus 200 because it is short, you just got so much information right there as it relates to this game and Williams and his expected ERA. So, always, I, what we always say, coach, myself, Alan Bell, uh, we always say, you know, take the information and use it for however you'd like to use it, whether that's in the DFS market or just in the game market uh, or in the prop uh, home run market. So, absolutely love that, Mike. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It's finally time to get to our expert picks. But before we do that, one more word from our sponsors.
4: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today.
0: So we've got a time-sensitive pick when it comes to my pick specifically because it tips off in about forty-five minutes. So, gentlemen, I'm going to start with my pick. I've got a round four two ball, so it's just Joseph Bramlett minus one twenty-five over Mackenzie Hughes. Now. The rationale behind this one, Mackenzie Hughes has actually been pretty good in this tournament. He's a guy I'm typically fading, but Joseph Bramlett, if you watch the early wedge, you know, I'm on Joseph Bramlett, both in the DFS market, but in the betting market as well. I actually have him as a top 20 at plus two sixty, And I believe he's sitting at T 15 right now. So we have a really decent chance of cashing that slightly long top 20 number, but I just like Bramlett's game in general, Mackenzie Hughes. He started off the tournament really well. Round two went okay. Round three was kind of a disaster for him. So I, I don't want to limit this to a round three sample size and just say, well, he's definitely going to be bad in round four. But I liked Bramlett coming into this tournament anyway. So Bramlett minus 125 over Mackenzie Hughes is the official play. I do want to leave you with this, though. If you don't have this pick, because not every book has every play when it comes to golf specifically, I do have a lean. It's not an official pick, but a lean in another market. It's Christian Bezadenhoek. Again, Christian Bezadenhout, you should be familiar with him. We talked about him a lot on the early wedge, and we had a matchup play, which we cashed on Thursday with him. He's plus 145 in a three ball against Taylor Montgomery and Kevin Tway. Again, that's plus 145 in a three ball. I do like that. I just don't like it quite as much as the Joseph Bramlett play. But if you don't have the Bramlett play, that's certainly a lean. I do think Sebez can pull that one out. All right. That's my golf pick, by the way. The the, round four of the golf tournament here at the AT&T Byron Nelson, which coach is calling as we speak, it might get delayed here and there by some thunderstorms. So be patient. Hopefully they finish this round today. Sunset in that Dallas area is going to be 818 p.m. their time, obviously. So hopefully they get the round in. But this might be a stop, start, stop, start scenario. Um, Hopefully we can wait it out and get round four in. Mike, I'm going to go right to you. So we go from golf to NASCAR. Now, I know I was on Sportsline already earlier today. I know you've got a couple things going from an article standpoint on Sportsline. Everybody can go to that in terms of finishing positions, DFS, all of that stuff. It's on there for this NASCAR race that's coming up, I believe, at three o'clock Eastern Standard Time. But you have a matchup pick. Let's talk about it.
2: Yes. uh, I love betting matchups in NASCAR. We don't bet them at super speedways, but when we get to some of these intermediate tracks, this is where I like to get to work here. We're taking Denny Hamlin against Kyle Larson plus 140. Now I will say these two drivers can finish one, two. We had this exact same bet last year and lost it where we lost because our driver finished second in the race to the guy who won which was kyle larson kyle larson is fantastic if you watch nascar you know how good he is however denny hamlin i make him a slight favorite in this matchup i actually make him minus 102 it's plus 140 over on DraftKings. 120 currently over at caesar sportsbook uh look this is a track where tire wear actually matters uh plays a significant role one of the biggest spots of the entire year really denny hamlin the reason why he's been so good at this track and some of the intermediate tracks in general he understands how to protect the tires and understands that game, as does his entire team. Uh, they've had a ton of success here. So looking at Denny Hamlin, two wins, five top fives in the last seven races here. Uh, I just think the price point is off in this one. I think it should be much closer to a pick 'em. Uh, these are the top two cars in the race. It is essentially betting John Rahm uh, versus Scotty Scheffler in a head to head if you follow golf. Right. Uh, we're just getting a very favorable number here. On Denny Hamlin at plus 140, Um, I would play it all the way down to even money.
0: You're you're hurting me with the the Scotty Scheffler talk. Uh, Mikey, I I have a $100 single entry. It's the 75K long drive. I have an entry in there. I got a six for six through. Of course, I'm talking DFS. My worst player yesterday was Scotty Scheffler, who out out of the top 50 players was the second worst uh, in the field yesterday. It's just astounding how that happened. Of course, today he could come back and absolutely win this tournament. He's only two shots back. Uh, I see somebody in the chat asking about a live play from a golf standpoint. Uh, I don't have one right now. I usually wait see how the first few holes plan out for round four. Mike, I assume you don't have a live play going into round four in terms of somebody that might carry some value.
2: Uh, not a ton, especially when you've got weather that you're dealing with as well. Yeah. I mean, I would continue to watch it. I mean, as always in golf, uh, live betting, look at some live strokes game data if you can find it. Uh, lean into certain things like that. Always look for guys that have excelled tee to green at least. Uh, and potentially have had a bad round on the greens. Um, but, yeah, other than that, nothing live for me. I typically have a very light betting card the week before a major. Um, it's just mm-hmm. the, the, the fields are a little weaker. The guys that are there, some of them may or may not be actually trying to win, which sounds ridiculous to say out loud. Uh, but some of them are legitimately working on things that they might encounter at a more important event. Um, and, yeah, I, I like to kind of avoid the week before a major if I can
0: and I will say this sports line, the early wedge, the early edge. We're going to have a lot of content when it comes to the PGA championship. We're going to have Steve Scott on the early wedge with, of course, me, coach and Patrick McDonald. A lot to look forward to. I've even already put a Sportsline article uh, out, which actually has a, a long shot. That was my first click to win the PGA championship. I discussed this uh, with Mike McClure a few days ago as well, and he certainly endorses it. So go to Sportsline, Look at that initial article. It doesn't have all my picks, but it has some initial picks, uh, one of which I think you're going to want to take. Sniper. Uh, you know, we've kept you We've kept you quiet. It's not by design. But I want to go to you next. The diamond sniper I see as the the undercard under your name. I absolutely love that you have a diamond pick. And I think it's a really good transition from Mike to you because Mike likes to pick these team totals and he's really, really good at it. And sniper, you've got a team total here that I'm very interested in. Let's talk
4: about. Yeah, that. I mean, it, you know, As the phrase used to go, you want to be like Mike, right? I want to be like Mike, so I'm going to grab the exact same hat that Mike is wearing right now, and I'm going to throw it on. I'm going Braves team total (laughs) over four and a half. Uh, You know, it's, like I said earlier on Jordan Alvarez, kind of a gut feeling. I kind of have a gut feeling that I think the Braves are just going to bust through today. In their last three games, they've scored two runs, zero runs, and two runs respectively. One of the best offenses in baseball. Versus left-handers, they're facing Yusai Kikuchi, a left-hander from the Blue Jays today. Versus left-handers, they're hitting 307 with a 549 slugging. They lead the majors versus left-handers in average on-base percentage OPS. I think they're due to bust out. So I'm going over on the 4.5, and, a half and uh, that's all I got to say about that.
0: I love it. Uh, like Mike, if I could be like Mike, one of the most iconic Gatorade commercials and uh, commercial sports commercials of all time. That song still rings in my ears. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to YouTube and just punch it up. Michael Jordan, uh, be like Mike Gatorade. Any of those search uh, parameters will, will, will catch the commercial. By the way, Rebecca O'Connor in the chat, she says, I'll be heading downstairs to the actual sports soon to throw these plays in wearing my early edge T-shirt, of course, Viva Las Vegas. Rebecca, thanks for chiming in. I uh, love to hear that. You know what else I love to hear? I love to hear when Prop Stars has NBA props. Proppy, we know you are frequenting the streets of the props. You got two here in this huge game seven. What do we got? Two here, see uh, likely a third that I'll put up on the site, obviously
3: prior to tip off So stay tuned for that. But first up, we're going to fade Tyrese Maxey under 21 and a half points. Prior to games five and six in this series, Tyrese Maxey had faced the Boston Celtics 20 plus times and had failed to record a 20 point game. Uh, excuse me, besides game one in the series and games five and six, he has struggled more against the Boston Celtics than any team. In the NBA, uh, obviously got hot over these past two games. Even in those games when he was scoring a lot, he was completely phased out by the fourth quarter. We just see Harden dominate the ball, just in a lot of two-man pick and roll with Joel Embiid. I think this game is going to be significantly paced down, uh, as reflected in this very low total as well. I also just don't see a lot of transition opportunities for Maxi, where he scores a lot of his points. And he's going to have the reigning defensive player of the year glued to him in Marcus Smart. So I just think this is a really tough spot. For a third year guard who does not have a lot of experience in these big pressure playoff moments, 21, half, 21 and a half or 22 points is a big ask as well. And I just don't think we're going to see the volume necessary for Tyrese Maxey to score 22 plus points. That's why I love fading him. And then, speaking of the reigning defensive player of the year, we are going to go over on Marcus Smart, 23 and a half combined points, rebounds, and assists. This guy is one of the best clutch players in the NBA. He has appeared in In nine elimination games as a starter usually plays around 40 minutes he has eclipsed this line in all nine games as well he is very clutch the celtics look to him uh, in those final five six minutes you will see him take a ton of shots he's a big game player also uh what i love about marcus smart is uh, with the addition of Robert Williams into this lineup, his usage spikes, uh, just one less ball handler with Derek White off of the floor. So we just see Marcus Smart uh, just running a lot more offense for the Celtics with Robert Williams in the lineup. I expect him to play between 40 and 45 minutes tonight if he stays or today, if he stays out of foul trouble. He is a big game player and he's also just done really well in these elimination
0: games. So give me Market Smart over 23 and a half points, rebounds and assists. I love both of these plays. I love all of these plays. Let's bring up the recap screen real quick so we can go over them just one more time. We've got Mike McClure, Denny Hamlin plus 140 over Kyle Larson. Prop stars Tyrese Maxey under 21 and a half points at minus 125. Marcus Smart over 23 and a half points, rebounds and assists at minus 115. The sniper, Matt Snyder, Braves team total over four and a half, minus 125. And then of course, I gave out a lean, but my official play is Joseph Bramlett minus 125 over Mackenzie Hughes. That of course, is the round four byron nelson play ladies and gentlemen i truly think that's all the damage we can do here on mother's day so there's only one thing left to do you've got your marching orders let's take all of these tickets straight it's over here to the pay window for proppy for the sniper for mike mcclure for jake the snake on the ones and twos happy mother's day i am the counselor and we rest our case